Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Writer's Wednesday show with Books Forward PR. Today's show features Christine Isley Farmer, and she's joining us to chat about her brand new book, Finding My Yip. Boomer's Tales, book one. It is a children's book, and it is out now through Wandering Woods Press. I encourage you to go to Christine's website. It is goodreadsbychristine.com, and that's Christine with a C-H. So goodreadsbychristine.com. You can get the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those places. And also, don't forget to ask your independent bookstore to carry it, whether they carry it online or in store. But we want to welcome Christine, who's out in Chile, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. How are you, Christine? I'm falling out slowly. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, boy. You're falling out slowly. Oh, there That's you go. I, falling out. I thought you said falling out. I was like, no, you can't fall down. That's not our Champagne Sunday <laughs> show. No, falling. Where we all fall down. <laughs> falling out. I know. Um, I'm hoping spring comes to all of us soon and, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we all want to get outside and, and a little bit more than we are. But very excited about about your book. Um, so this is actually a series, the first of a series of Boomer's Tales, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are six books planned for the series. I have five drafts already written. Oh, wow. So I've just got the sixth one to, yeah, the sixth one to uh, come up with an idea, and that will probably be the end of the series. Oh, well, good idea, love, though. It's such a cute story, and, you know, mm-hmm. I love this because um, you're tackling things, uh, issues that children go through, and dogs, right? Um, and the, and you're also sharing the connectivity between, uh, you know, the, the fur family and the human family and how they're connected. Um, and also there's music in there because I know you're into music and we'll talk about that in a second. But let's start with Boomer, who Boomer is. Well, Boomer is a Cavalier King Charles uh, Spaniel. And at, in the first book, he is a puppy. Uh, mm-hmm. his, he and his two sisters uh, live with, uh, and the mama dog, uh, live with uh, Nana, or right now staying with Nana Weathers. Uh, their owner has taken a long extended trip and has left the mother dog and the puppies with her good friend, Nana Weather or Celia Weathers. And um, so what happens is that uh, living with Nana Weathers is her nine-year-old granddaughter, Chloe. And Boomer and Chloe form a bond. Now, Mm. Boomer doesn't have a name at first. But he's the only male puppy in the litter. He has two sisters. And so the two of them form a bond because Chloe has a stutter. Mm-hmm. And Boomer can't yip. He can't, he can't figure out why he can't yip what, like his sisters do. So hmm. they bond together because Chloe sympathizes with the fact that he's trying to yip and he can't. And she tries to talk, but she stutters. And mm. she also has a wish. She wants to sing. She wants mm. her, her grandmother is a musician who plays the piano and, um, and also sings. And she wants to sing. She says, Nana is singing in the kitchen, and she leans over and whispers in Boomer's ear, I wish I could sing like Nana. Mm. So what she wants to do is to be able to sing with confidence and not stutter mm. like her grandmother. I, I know I want people to know that um, you've got a really big um, career in music uh, as a performer, also a professor, um, especially when it comes to opera, operetta, musical theater. Um, and, and this is not just in this country, but also in Europe. And um, so it's a long list. And also uh, you, you teach. And I wanted to touch on this with singing because we actually have some friends, um, one one lady we've known uh, mm-hmm. you know, for years who has a stutter, but when she sings, she does not stutter. And it's something to do, I, I don't know if it's the focus or the breathing, 
but singing really helped her. Mm-hmm. Even in with, with, it, go ahead. Exactly. When you're speaking, uh, a lot of times, and I have a little bit of a stammer myself and a little bit of a stutter, because what happens is your brain is moving faster than Hmm. your articulators. So, but when you're singing, that activates a portion of the brain that you don't normally use with speaking, especially if it's music. So a Hmm. lot, there are a lot of singers who have stutters, but they don't stutter, stutter when they sing. Like hmm. Mel Tillis, uh, the country singer. Uh, Carly Simon is another one who has a stutter or has a stutter. Um, but uh, it's yes, it is possible to sing, to have a stutter, have a stutter when you talk, but to sing without one. That's mm. amazing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's um, you know, and, and it's something important for kids to know going through this at a young age, because it's you know. Whether, you know, with COVID, whether they're doing Zoom, you know, connecting or um, maybe they are safely playing with their even their siblings or neighborhood, um, there is that fear of being picked on, you know. So I think for getting that strength mm-hmm. and basically you're finding your voice, right, um, is important. Exactly. For, yeah. And, and for having a children's book to help you and a dog because really. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Having a dog. um I, or any animal is part of your life as a child, they are almost more of a best friend because you can tell them anything. Well, and that's what happens in this relationship. She mm. tells her dog, Boomer, uh, what she's afraid of and why she's sad. Now, of course, she, her grandmother would know this too. But in my story, Chloe uh, reveals to Boomer that she has come to live with Nana Weathers because she lost her parents in an accident, a mm-hmm. car accident. Mm-hmm. So uh, on top of a stutter that she probably had a little bit of before, now the trauma of losing her parents and having to move to a new community, go to a new school, that 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 uh, increases her stutter. It's It's like a traumatic event makes the stutter even worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So she has to learn to have confidence in herself and believe in herself. And the dog, the relationship with her dog really helps that because they go through dog obedience school together. She works with Boomer in dog obedience school. Uh, they also have to confront bullies. Uh, there's a bully in the dog obedience class, which is a chihuahua. <laughs> and then the smallest dog in the are. class is the boy. The little little ankle snapper. Yeah. And then yeah. she and her best she and her ber- her best friend boyfriend is uh, a math nerd. He's also athletic, but he's a math nerd. And so she's teased because of her stutter, and he's teased because he's a na- math nerd. Oh gosh! <laughs> so uh, they bond that way because they have a commonality of being teased at school. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. And and the Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, they are beautiful. Nancy, how many how many pet portraits have oh. you done in your life of of you know the King Charles Spaniels? You know, I mean, I, I've done so many pet portraits, but uh, King Charles Spaniels. You know, you I every time I see one, I have to go and get a closer look because I don't see them that often here. Um, mm. It seems to me there were more in England, but um, there's oh yes, because such, that's where they they came from. <laughs> yeah, okay, but there, I mean, there are such there's such cute beautiful, guys. so beautiful, and they're so soft. You know, and I think I've done probably about sixteen portraits of Cavaliers, but. Um, that's hard for me to remember back because it's so long ago, but they're just so mellow as little dogs, you know, because sometimes the smaller the dog, the, the more uh, yappy they get, a little bit more nervous and hyper sometimes, but mm-hmm. they're just really, I think they're mellow little dogs. They're very sweet. And they're, oh, their fur is so soft. Mm. Right. And so 
Yeah, and mine, my Cavalier, that is the Cavalier in the story, Boomer, uh, my Cavalier is a Blenheim. He's the brown and white or tan and white. Okay. Or they call it chestnut and white, too. Okay. Uh, but he has big brown eyes, and yeah. they have a, they're very lively, but they have a gentle, they're very gentle, too. They're a good dog for children as long as the child is, you know, schooled by the parents to how to treat a dog. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting they're, you they're bring each- the obedience training is important because I think, and, and Chloe being part of that in the book, because that's something right now, so many people, we've done so many shows about this. So many people have adopted dogs during COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, like even as yeah. pet sitters, as we travel, we, when we settle in with a pet, I mean, we pretty much are there 24 seven because people are there t- usually now with their dog 24 seven, the world's going to change. So that's going to be interesting, but people are bringing home pets for the first time. And it's important for them to understand the, how to have that relationship. And um, sometimes the obedience part, uh, isn't that actually key because it actually protects everybody, including the dog. Yes, it does. Hmm. Exactly. I mean, and you, your dog, I know when we first got our dog, he, uh, anytime the doorbell rang, he barked and that's normal, Mm -hmm. but he would want to race to the door and bark. And Mm -hmm. we, I had to train him so that, when the doorbell rang, I went to the door. I turned around and said, I had to teach him to stay, sit mm-hmm. and stay. Yeah. And then let me open the door so he didn't rush towards the people who were, or, or the person, people who were at the door and scare them, you know, a barking dog running at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, might bite, might bite. So, uh, yeah, it's, the, I think. Training a dog is really important. I think it's part of being a pet responsibility of a pet owner to either mm-hmm. take your dog to obedience classes or, you know, get a manual and learn how to use hand signals. You can use hand signals and use the verbal signals to train them. Mm. I'm glad you I, said that. I think that. everybody is much happier when the dog is trained. It just, mm-hmm. it, you know, and I think even the dog is happier, even, you know, it, I've, I'm going to say they're like children, but so don't email me that I don't know the difference between humans and animals because I do. Um, <laughs> but your children are happier when they know what you expect, and exactly. you know that. And so I think, mm. in, when I say training, train your children. I'm not telling them to act like circus dogs or something. I'm saying that when a child or a pet knows what you expect, they are pretty willing and want to do that. That gives you conf- them confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I agree. And then you have to be consistent with a dog. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you think dogs come from wolves. Mm-hmm. And always in a pack, there's an alpha. Right. So I had to learn to be the alpha dog. Because, mm-hmm. And that meant that we always eat first. My husband and I eat first. The dog eats after us because that's the way it is in the pack. The leader of the pack eats, and then the others eat after us. Huh. So small things like that. Just hmm. th- small things like that. So our dog sits patiently and waits until we have finished eating. Uh, and he knows that we, that I guess I am because I'm the one that's around uh, Dylan more than anybody than my husband, but he knows that that's the way it is in our household. So he's not, you know, whining and complaining that he's mm. not being fed. He knows what to expect, mm. and we're consistent with that. And even if I'm in a hurry and I have to get out the door, uh, and I know that I'm going to have to feed him because I'm leaving the house, I will put something in my mouth, like a carrot stick or whatever, and I'll chew on that before I feed him. Mm. Oh. Huh. He knows. I eat first. That's <laughs> clever. I like wow. that. Wow. Huh. Well, and cool. it's good that you're doing carrot sticks. I'd be in trouble with that. <laughs> I'm going to have a piece of pizza first. Well, I want to touch oh, yeah. on this. Well, the... I sometimes do have pizza first. But... Okay. Cool. I'm coming with you. We had it for breakfast. But anyhow, yeah. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Uh, going into Chloe, I mean, we're talking about confidence. So, you know, and, you know, Boomer in the in the, in the the book, you know, finding his yip and, and finding your yip is about having that confidence to do it and that freedom to be able to you know, 
fall down without being poked fun at, but the people who want to, or dogs or who want to poke fun will do it, the bullies. And mm-hmm. I think having a relationship, having a, a good buddy with you always helps boost your confidence to get past the, the drama we go through with others, the bullies in the, our lives. But the confidence part for Chloe to be able to uh, sing is, I mean, getting up on stage, I remember, obviously, I, I, I know how to talk a lot. <laughs> but I remember as a singer, um, I could get up on stage and sing and be connected in the energy of the band, the energy of the audience, be connected in the energy of what I was doing and go off into my own little world. But I mean, the nerves, like at one, I mean, I couldn't hold a microphone. I would start shaking and people are looking at me because I'm pretty, you know, I'm shy, but I'm and reserved in a way where you wouldn't believe that, but it's true. But I will also sit and talk and connect, but to do it to especially a big audience or even the smaller the audience, that's even more nerve wracking. I get the shame. Mm-hmm. I had to like learn and no, you don't do it by a glass of wine. I learned about that too. Um, but how <laughs> to build confidence to do it because it is, it's nerve wracking. And then to even talk to the audience was like, just to tell them what song we're going to do or t- no mm-hmm. way I was out. That was the hardest thing. Just let me sing, and that's it. But I couldn't mm-hmm. hold the mic. It took a long time of um, just getting over it. But it uh, that confidence level for kids, you know, if they can do music at a young age, you know, and I think oh, you can so do good. anything you want at any age and start at any age. But the younger, the better, because I think music really being able to perform or write or whatever you're doing, I think music, dance, performance, acting, the arts gives you a voice that maybe you need mm-hmm. to have, but it also gives you that confidence and an, an escape too, if you need it. Yeah. Yes. Well, in this, in this book, Chloe also writes poetry and mm. the book opens with her. Uh, re- well, they're reading a book together about Cavalier King Charles Sp- Spaniels, but she also has a poetry book that she writes in. And it, at, at the talent show, the piece that they, they perform uh, is uh, a poem that she has written, and Nana Weathers has written the uh, the uh, you know has written the music, but it's Chloe's poem that's set to music. So if she ends up singing her own words uh, in the book, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not cool. sure whether she's going to be able to do it or not because she's been she's nervous about as anybody would be uh, nervous mm-hmm. about. Is it going to work? Am I going to be able to sing? Uh, and so a device that's in the book is that uh, Nana Weathers has a magical ring. And what she uses this ring for is to help people, children, people, and animals. Uh, and so what happens in the book when uh, Boomer eventually is able to at least yip, she suggests that he takes singing lessons with mm-hmm. her, and she uses her magical ring to help him sing, and that helps Chloe. Now, mm-hmm. we know in real life that a dog doesn't really sing on pitch, but this is a device <laughs> in the book. <laughs> this is a and children love magic. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is for six to eight year olds because so they love magic, anything that's magical. Yeah. So that's a device that I've used in this book to bring about mm-hmm. even more bonding between uh, Chloe and Boomer is because she sees that Boomer has overcome his problem with yipping and now is starting to sing. And so maybe she can overcome her problem as well and gain self-confidence. You know, the relationship between um, children and their pets or pet owners and their pets is, you know how that that saying about, I'd like to be a fly on the wall. I bet pets have heard some most interesting stories (laughs) told to them by their their caretakers or owners. You know, if if they could speak English, we'd all be in trouble, I bet. Well, uh, we probably would not want them to be able to go out and tell us some of the stories they've heard <laughs> but, you know, in our household. Yeah, when they howl, when they howl or they go to you know they go dog walking in the park or something and they greet other dogs. I think they're gossiping. Mm. 
<laughs> I do. Well, I'm going to tell you, when I was growing up, my parents had a black Labrador retriever, and I used to Ooh. practice in the house. And as soon as I would get above a certain pitch level, uh, Moses was the dog's name, would come in and go, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, see? <laughs> I love that. We, were, cool. we, were, we were taking care of two collies. Uh, up in mm. Madison, Wisconsin, in little Gus Bucket, we call Gus Bucket this little little poodle, crazy little Gus. He's but so the, the collies would lean. You're talking about pack animals and wolves. They would come yeah. in and do this lean and like put, yeah, like pack be in this dog circle, like and even the little poodle will get in there. But yeah. we could get them to because we we I don't know what it is, but we are weird, but we do really good at pet sitting because we love 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 the animals, and, and the we they all end up with their own song. Yeah. It's not all the same, but the collies, they they had the who let the dogs out. and yeah. um, who let the but dogs we would, out. And if we did it in <laughs> different pitches, you could look at their eye, and there was that, are you going to do the crazy sound? And we're like, okay, let's do the crazy sound, and we could get them to howl. And if and if anything was going like, a, you know, sirens or whatever, and dogs start to howl, we'd go in there and join them, and they would sit and accept us in the circle, the path. Yeah. Of howling with them, and they'd sometimes give us a look like, "No, you, you didn't do it quite right," and you know because it's, I don't know anyway. Yeah, howling your dog. It's, well, it's you're part of that connection, you know. Like Luna, the dog we're taking care of now, she comes in and does the big lean on you, and she oh, she yeah. definitely has a voice, man. She's she wants to tell lean. everybody in the neighborhood that she's there, you know. But I think going mm-hmm. back to kids and and dogs, you know, and their mm, pets. So good. You know, sometimes kids are going through something, you know, um, harsh. I mean, Nancy, your back, your your childhood was uh, a little bit on the rough side, and yeah. your dogs saved you. Oh, you they know, meant that and everything. Nana. Yeah, yeah, they meant everything. I went outside all the time, and the dogs would lick the tears, and they'd lie in my lap, and I'd talk to them, and they, you know, I'm like, are you really understanding? Because they actually were easier to talk to than people. Because you felt that they were actually listening, you know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important for um, children to have pets as long as everybody's treating the animals the way they should and deserve to be treated, you know, with love and respect. And I just, I don't know, it was rough enough with the pets, without the pets, I think I would have run away. Not that I didn't try a few times, <laughs> You know, I think I well, really I felt would've... the same way too. Yeah. I came yeah. out of a home where it was not ideal. Mm-hmm. A lot of children come out of less yeah. than ideal homes. Yeah. And uh, I had cats and dogs, and uh, but I really I loved both cats and dogs. But I think that I gravitated more to my dogs because mm-hmm. I felt there was more of a, a sense of responding to me. Yeah, cats are pretty independent, and I felt like yeah. uh, with my dogs, you know, they they really you can take your dog to walk, you can take your dog, your dog can follow you on a bike ride or whatever. Cats normally don't do that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had both, and I loved both growing up as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cats mm-hmm. are. I love cats too, but they, you know, okay, I'll let you pet me. Okay, yeah, you can your luck now. <laughs> yeah, it depends. And I'll let you know, like, you know, in the middle of the night, I'll come lick your face. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's different. But, or do you know, the Olympic also, races across your, or do the Olympic race. Because I, when I lived in New York City, I had a cat, and at five, I had a loft uh, bed in my apartment. And uh, I slept in that loft, and that cat would start the races across the wooden platform there at exactly. 5 a.m. and yeah. would yes. not cease until I got up and fed her. Yes. Exactly. That's it. That's they're it. Like, they have their, they're, they're nocturnal, and they're like, it's time to play. And then they'll sleep all day. You're like, hey, you know, no, sorry, we're just going to wait until you fall asleep to start playing. That's the cats are the cat interesting. No, see, the cats think that you're their pet. <laughs> and or servant, more like servant. And dogs are like, man, I love you. You know, mm. <laughs> that's the difference. Well, the other thing too, this is, you know, there's something about children's books. And right now, you know, people, like I was saying, bringing, you know, more pets into the home, um, hopefully rescues or going into your local shelter. And here they bring the dogs and cats home, whatever it may be. Um, so that's a new, you know, it could be the second or third dog, you know. It's somebody new in the home, so a relationship is has to be built. 
And um, also, this kind of book, to me, is a way to introduce kids to, to pets, but also have something for the parents. It's a tool. I think parents need all the tools and support they can because suddenly mm-hmm. it's like, oh, kids, I might be homeschooling and I, you know, there's homeschooling or... 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. That you set up to do homeschooling, you made that choice a few years ago, and there's a whole program for that, and then suddenly it's like, hey, I'm half homeschooling because, you know, I'm, I'm balancing work and kids. But a book is a way to kind of escape the reality of day-to-day life and mm-hmm. do something together as, as a family, and then there's still learning in there. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, parents can read to their children, read with their children. That's, an, that's a bonding activity right there. Mm-hmm. You sit and read a book. If you have a child that's learning how to read, uh, you know, you help them with words that they don't understand. A uh, nice thing about my book is I have a glossary at the end, mm-hmm. uh, which gives them, a, a, there's a lot, they're musical terms. And so not every, uh, not every parent is musical. So if, you know, there are, there are words like pitches, what does that mean? There's a glossary in the back that explains that. The mother dog is from England and she barks in English, British. <laughs> so not everyone understands Oy. what blimey means. Blimey, you know. So uh, uh, a glossary helps with that for the parents. Now, wouldn't it be fun since since you're going to have accents with your dogs to have this animated as an animated series? Wouldn't that be fun? Mm. Oh, what that would be. I think it'd be so funny because it, it's kind of like what Disney would do, you know, and so it's kind of like the the Lady and the Tramp kind of thing. And oh, yes, have, yes. You could have the puppies have um, British accents. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the the puppies are American-born, but their mother is uh, is yeah. a British, uh, so. so she barks British, but the, the puppies, but, you know, the puppies yeah. uh, uh absorb that because of her quote accent if you want to call it that but she oh, uses gosh. a different vocabulary so they so the dog, they, they learn that too the <laughs> and, and the mother sweet. dog has these uh the 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 mother dog has these sayings that she uses they're supposed to be sage sage with saying so that mm-hmm. the, the dog's the puppies can understand, you know, uh, it's not right to steal, it's not right to do certain things, but it's put in a way that the mother dog would explain it to them uh, in mm. in dog language. <laughs> so this is why dogs bark at each other, because one is barking in a British accent and the other one's barking <laughs> in, a, in a German accent. In Italian. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, and if you have rescues... If they're rescues, they're going into a neighborhood that, you know, may have the southern drawl, and then all, the other side is like, hey, I, I just got rescued from New York City. Move on with it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have it. It's like, listen, you know, you got to pass by fast, you know. You know, don't, oh gosh, don't, don't take your animate this. Oh, I, I know. I love this. I love this. You know, so I love So people, you've got to get reading on this. And I'm glad this is a series that's coming out. Uh, well, it's out now, but the first one's out, but a, a full-blown series. I'm really glad you're doing that. And um, mm-hmm. it's exciting, again, also what you're doing with music, because music has been taken away out of so many uh, school programs, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you live in the country. And some places mm-hmm. just don't have it in the world. And, you know, books are, you know, universal. 
Um, so I think that's the education part. In closing, is that something why you decided to write? Because I know you've done a lot of professional papers over your years as a professor and a teacher and performer. Um, you know, the professional papers, those ones that we, you know, you must really read with your brain open, you know. But um, mm-hmm. when you think about a kid's book, I mean, to was it to educate? Well, it was it, part. Yes, it is to educate children to the that that music is something that would be very much. It would be a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also to educate children who do whether it's a stuttering problem, speech impediment, or another disability. Uh, there are all kinds of disabilities in our society, and so even if you read a, a story about a stuttering child. I think a child with any disability could relate to that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was for that reason also. But I think I wanted to include music because in my life, my own personal life, music mm-hmm. was really had the power to help me heal. Mm-hmm. I get that. I agree. It, it was through I expressed that- myself as a child in my family I would get out and dance and sing. I'd make up my own stories, mm-hmm. my own songs. Uh, awesome. It was a way, it was an escape for me. It was a way of knowing that I have something that I love to do. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, my father did not encourage me to be a musician. Or yeah, of course. He yeah. thought that was not going to be a good way for a woman to earn her living. <laughs> You're supposed and to that, get married. And, you know, I'm thinking years ago, but I have had <laughs> students that have come in the, the, through my doors and said, my parents are not in favor of, my, of me being a music major. So mm-hmm. I understood exactly where they were coming from. I understood yeah. where their parents were coming from, but I also understood, where, you know, basically the student has a love for something and they are being discouraged. And that's yeah. what mm-hmm. happened to me. I was being discouraged. Uh, but I found that music for me, as a child, was such a deep um, emotional connection. Uh, and I think we heal through those things, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we have a deep emotional connection to something, it gives us a, it's, it has a healing power. So know, that's one reason I want, wrote this book with music in it. You know, it, it's it's such a funny thing how parents can be. It doesn't. If your child wants to be a scientist, you're like, yay, yay! Oh, I want to be a musician. No, um, it, you know, that doesn't mean it's the only thing that person's gonna do. It's so right. either or. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the answer would be uh, the child wants to to study music and be a musician, and that'd be oh, that's great. And what else do you want to do? You know, and leave the door open mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of, no, you have to do it. It's this way. It can't be that way. Especially, you know, I think we're finally coming out of the thing where the women are supposed to be in the kitchen, hopefully. Oh, I mean, yeah. Someone, mm-hmm. Yeah, that we are past that now, but um, hopefully. But, you know, just to let the person be the person they're meant to be, and that is totally up to the person. Not the parents. We're supposed to guide, not direct. We're supposed to right. guide. But I to think keep a lot of safe. parents. I think a lot of parents, when they look at the arts, they are afraid if they have a child, yeah. or you know, or you know, even going into their teenage years, who'd say, "Well, I want to be a, an artist. Yeah. I want to paint. I want." Mm-hmm. You know, they a little bit. I can understand that they would be a little hesitant, saying, "Well, you know, what? There's not." You know, there's not a lot of security in that. Well, certainly wasn't a lot of security in becoming a professional singer. I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had to, I lived from job to job there for a Mm -hmm. while. And uh, so I understand where parents are coming from. But, you know, your child has to get out and do what he or she loves. Mm-hmm. Because they won't be happy if they quash that and and say, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to do that because my parents don't approve. Well, do you really want your child to live an unfulfilled life and resent yeah. you in the long run? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It. I. I. Mm-hmm. You know. I. I love the theme of your book because it's finding your voice. You know, and and being able to do the singing to get the yip. 
but it's about finding your voice in life, who you are too, you know, and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a conversation that starts at a young age, I believe, not wait until you're a high school, in high school going, okay, you're going to college and now you don't know what to study. Because sometimes, I mean, I know adults who don't know what they want to do. And, yeah. I, and a, you know, and you can have so many interests and it's okay to explore each one. And it's, a, it's, it's okay to flip and go, yeah. you know what, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to, I mean, we're living longer as a species, maybe not so much with COVID. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a sad time, but we are living longer lives where people are having more than one career, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, you're, you're a writer now. You're a children's book author. Did you have that in, on your list when you were a child? Maybe you did, but there's, extra things no I didn't have that on my list (laughs) yeah see yeah yeah, it changes as we go and everything's connected in the long run at the end of the day as I like to say right Nancy at At the the end end of the the day day. it is always (laughs) connected and um, what your passion is will develop into other things and it's just I think now even children have got to feel excited about continuing forward the pandemic and, and all the drama our country and the rest of the world is going through um, and has gone through in the last few years, it's got to be scary as a child thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, pandemics, epidemics, and, you know, all of mm-hmm. this stuff. We've got to. And seeing family members die forward. from this. Yeah. Exactly. Seeing family mm-hmm. members and loved ones die from this. And, you know, they also. The fact of the matter is that children who have been trying to learn remotely, my uh, great nephew uh, is very active and sitting at a computer all day long is not Mm. really for him Mm, because he is an active kid. He likes to play soccer. He likes to play basketball. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's so sitting at a computer remotely or even the lack of access to Wi-Fi so that you can learn remotely, remotely. So Mm. our children in our education, system have lost time yeah I think they've lost a year a lot of them mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they're well, learning for sure. sure we've for done sure. a lot of shows on education especially with Bobby DePorter of Supercamp they're the world's leader in summer academic achievement programs uh, where kids learn how to study and how to build confidence especially through what uh, their nonprofit program is called the eight keys of excellence where they learn failure leads to success they learn about integrity uh, making a commitment, taking ownership mm-hmm. for your actions, things like that. It's a really cool program. And we've been doing these se- – I mean, Bobby's been on our show since we started over, you know, 14 years, years ago. ago. And, mm-hmm. and she, you know, changing the in-person to virtual, she's saying that some schools are saying, you know what, just skip the year and get over it and just cancel out what happened mm-hmm. and restart from the beginning again of that grade because – the emotional connectivity to the, the, to the content isn't there. Yeah, kids doing Zoom, some of them just tur- turn off their video, and, and some mm-hmm. will lie about not being able to have video access. You don't know if they're texting mm-hmm. to their friends. And the lack of emotional connection is so important. That's, again, um, going back to your book, Boomer's Tales. Boomer, that, that's the one thing kids can have if they have a, you know, a pet in their house. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Is some kind of emotional connection. Mm-hmm. That they mm-hmm. may not be getting, especially if they're a single kid at home. Yeah. Um, you know, think about all the latchkey kids, right? Latchkey parents. Yeah. I mean, these kids coming home um, may be alone, and 
not being able to just be out there running around with their friends and kicking cans. I always talk about that for some reason. What did I do? But, they, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but having the pet can I know really everything be, you did, Lisa. I know you do. Eventually it comes out even on our radio shows. I'll forget I've yeah. never told her something. I'm like, well, I'm in my 40s now. What are you going to do? Chase me around the garden with a rolling pin? It ain't happening. I still have uh-uh. a wooden spoon. I have a wooden spoon. There are no secrets <laughs> on the radio, are there? I know, no. right? So, but, but that's the thing. I think we need the kids need emotional connection now more than ever, and they may be closing off. And an, an animal mm-hmm. will help that close off stage, um, kind of break that open. And it's important that even the animals have projects together. And part of that could be the obedience part. Part of it could be, okay, your, your duty is to teach the dog to sit. And that means you both have to have patience. And it's mm-hmm. a long journey. Teaching pets, you know, obedience, I, I don't even, I, I'm sorry, but I don't like the obedience because they're wild animals still to me, but I know what you mean, and we have to use that word, but they, there's that connectivity, that dedication to each other to learn how to, it's about learning how to live with structure together, and you have to learn to live together, you do have to have some kind of structure and routine, and exactly. I think yeah. kids had projects like that, music, is another way because there's a release through music and writing. Poetry is always a big deal as a kid, being able to write. And poetry. I wrote poetry as a child. Uh, that me was too. another outlet for me. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's a hobby, but it still is. It's a hobby. I don't try. You know, I'm I'm not trying to publish a poetry book, but I write the poetry because it's just. I get inspired. I'm out. You know, we were talking earlier about walking in nature. I'll be a inspired by something I see in nature and I'll come back and write a poem about it. Oh, yeah. uh, so, I mean, I think we find inspiration. We can find inspiration. Children can find inspiration anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind, they are so imaginative. I just think about how imaginative children are because they, a lot of, they haven't learned some of the things that the, what I still to thinking that a lot of us have as adults. You know, their minds are open, and so let them explore mm-hmm. as children. Mm. Let them explore and grow. You know, it's really true, because when you're told that you can't do something as a child, you like, oh, why not? And and there's mm-hmm. that stage of why, why, why not, why not? And then the parents don't usually answer why or why not. The answer and is then the always, children act out, and it, yeah, the children act out and do it anyway. Yeah, because, you know, because the answer is always because I said so. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that's just not good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not good enough of an answer. So, oh, man. You have well, to come up with a better one than because I said so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I said so. No, because I, well, you could do that as a book. You could write the I said so files. You know, what was really yeah, that? Could be your, that could be your sixth yeah. book because I said yeah. so. Yeah, that's it. Well, no. speaking of my second book, it is has already been edited. Uh, mm. It's a mystery. It's called A Hard Note oh. to Crack. Oh. And I have a network of squirrels in that one. <laughs> oh, all oh cool. Lovers, there's a network of squirrels in that one. Oh, so oh. A same, the same cast, same cast of characters in the first book, but then I add in a network worlds. Oh, and cool. uh I, you know, and I wrote a mystery because I grew up reading Fun. mysteries. I don't know about you two, but I yeah, read yeah. mysteries when I was growing up. I cool. loved Truth. them. I got lost in a mystery. Boys. Oh, absolutely. The Hardy Boys rock, I still man. have my Nancy Drew, Drew books. I'm waiting for my great niece to get old enough I can pass them down to her. Oh, man. Oh. Nancy Drew, I, cool. I did like the Hardy Boys more for some reason. Yeah, but me too. I'm into girls yeah. being able to be part of it, too. Listen, in closing here, you know what? I think you need to do a board game. I'm just saying, or a card oh, that's game. A great idea. You need a kids game to come out of this. That one oh, that is be actual so cool. tactile, not always on the phone or the computer or something. A tactile one. That's true. Well, I, I have to get uh, so cool. I have to get somebody like Hasbro to pick it up, right? <laughs> but you, you can't can use do a fire yourself. hydrant. You yeah, can't you can have do... it like Monopoly oh, a fire hydrant. The, the fire hydrant. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, that would be appropriate with a dog around, wouldn't it? Well, <laughs> well, you, well, listen, listen, and you can't you can't have the the little Scotty right that's in the in Monopoly. You have to have the Cavalier, you know. So it's that's exactly right. Cool. Yes, that's oh, cool. cool. <laughs> you, could, you could choose your dog breed and have yeah. little doggies going around the same fire hydrant. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, the conversations at the fire hydrant. Listen, yeah. It's more like spray. Uh oh. Well, I could say I have a leg up on this conversation. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. It's All a right. dog. That's what they would say. I have a leg up on this conversation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Free. Oh, yeah. okay, Lady. Oh, I know where we're going with this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm snipping it right now. All right. Okay. But let's. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Christine. It has been a true delight having you on the show, Fun. and we wish you all the best with your series of books and everyone. Uh, it's all about it's Boomer's Tales. It's a series. The first one is Finding My Yip. That's the first mm. book, and it's out now. And uh, you can go to GoodReadsByChristine.com, and that's Christine with a C H. And also, uh, when you're looking her up, look up Christine Isley Farmer and uh, find her there. We always love to close with music. So we're going to play And they can order it right from the website. They can order, oh, we like order that. it from the website. Yeah. Cool. Oh, good. Good. Excellent. Get it, get it going. It's on yeah, Amazon like as well. That. So they can order it from directly from Amazon or they can Barnes & Noble, Bookshop, uh, Indie Books. Uh, cool. all, it's all on my website. They can order it from there. You That's go, cool. Girl. And you also have a place where people can uh, download a little snippet of it to take a look at the book, too, so you can get an mm-hmm. idea of what you're getting. By the way, the illustrations are yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I wanted to make sure we, oh, we commented you. on that. Mm-hmm. Did you I that? will pass that on to Taylor, Taylor Bills. No, Taylor Bills, who lives in the same town as I, city as oh. I do, he did the illustrations for awesome. me, and his father was a colleague of mine at MTSU. He was on the piano oh, faculty. And when oh. I was directing the opera program at MTSU, I hired Taylor, who is an artist in his own right, uh, to awesome. uh, designs of sets. So he's, um, he's very, very talented. That's awesome. Mm. Great illustrations. Awesome. Super cool. Awesome. All well, right. Pass that along to him. Oh, please do. Please do. Well, our song for you today, because we love to connect music with our various guests, and um, this is called I Am Here. This is really, uh, you created them, but this is dedicated to Boomer and Chloe, because a friendship is about being there for your friends, thick and thin. And um, this may have been written for a loved one, you know, that kind of lovey-dovey-dovey thing, but I Am Here. I know. This is a beautiful, beautiful song, and it is uh, by Gina Zavalis. Gina is an incredible singer, um, and I know she's in the works with more music, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, everyone, you can learn more about Gina. Go to ginazavalis.com. That's Z-A-V-A-L-I-S, ginazavalis.com. So here it is. It's off of her EP that is uh, self-titled, Gina Zavalis. So enjoy. I am here, and thank you so much, Christine. You take care. Thank you. I enjoyed meeting and talking to you and Nancy today. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com.
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.